Three shots, four par, I just do two, one putt, par four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, par five, fairway, what you fin do, think I'll try to get on, into, start right, good line, good view, Andrew, shoot on the gap. It's fun, yeah, like, met the good, good guys there a couple of years ago before they were big, so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I got to play golf with Rick Shields. Um, yeah, just, you meet all sorts of cool people, long drive guys. Um, yeah, a lot of people there. Yeah, we got uh, we got some long drive buddies. So he's trying to fix their uh, their putters too. So it's good that mm-hmm. it's good that they're trying to find you. Maybe. Um, yep. So Rick Shields, that's uh, you were. I think you were building that, or you just built it like shortly after we chatted. That's been a little while. Uh, yeah, I made him years, one. Right? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's a blur at this point. Just you know, been doing it for seven plus years now. So um, yeah, it's. I mean, business taking a bunch of different directions, which is cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah going going big and you know meeting all the cool you know rick shields and the big stuff and then um you know family stuff and having to focus on you know my son's health and that whole world and then uh yeah just kind of enjoying being a dad and making sick putters and not trying to mm-hmm. hustle too hard the golf world's crazy though because it can take you anywhere like people that right. like oh yeah just random people that are great people that just love golf and even like athletes and other sports and stuff are huge into golf like it's just it's a oh yeah i make putters circle all sorts of random pros um baseball players and yeah i mean it just you never really know who's going to approach you next ceos and stuff and they just golf connects so many people in such a cool way um that yeah i'm excited it's it'll i'll see a lot of people i mean i'm i'm kind of near banded dunes but i'm not that near banded dunes i'm just so far away from everyone else um you guys kind of know that being up in canada but i mean you're at least big city i'm four hours from Portland and Portland's not even that big of a city. So, um, yeah, I used to do a lot more events, but you know, three kids, I, I don't do events now either. So, um, yeah, as PGA shall be like my one chance a year to right. say hi to people and prove I'm you know, still alive. So we're in conversation. We can just roll right in. If you don't mind, Bradley, Bradley, yeah, Com- sure. Bradley Converse, right? That's it. That's me. Yeah. Memories, yep. memories still there. I love it. Uh, Bryce, I confirmed this is episode 170. So it's been, uh, it's been a long time. That's, yeah. Thank you, man. Thank That's you. That's exciting. It's been a long time since we've had uh Bradley on. So um like golf's just such a cool space. I feel like there's so many like abilities for people to cross over. Like you said, it might be CEOs or something like that, or athletes. Like there's so many, uh like the YouTube space is huge right now. There's so many like athlete crossovers and stuff like that. So yeah, it's really cool. And then seeing like, you know, NBA players playing on like the good good channel and stuff like that. It's it's sweet, right. man. And uh like the biggest athlete of all time, Jerry, obviously making a hole in one at the right. beach recently. It's wild. Oh, that was ridiculous. That, yeah. That, that's it. I mean, we've talked about all sorts of things breaking the internet, but that was everywhere for like a week. It was. Amazing. Yeah. Cause I've had, I had had that conversation. I posted something about how with Tiger splitting up with Nike or whatever it was like, did he just win the pip alone doing that? And somebody brought up that right. Jerry, right. We were saying like, yeah, that might've been, bigger news are pretty close too. it had to i mean you get yeah, that big a, of a, 36 you get, hours yeah yeah you get that big of a brand behind something like that it's hard for it not to blow up you know especially by still being the social media one of the social media kings i mean it's hard not to blow up like that but i think it was great i thought it was cool yeah it was yeah. uh it was fun to well fun to watch for us maybe not as much for him but yeah yeah couldn't yeah. imagine like hand just kinda, yeah hand just like a mess after that but um bradley do you mind kind of taking it back to when we first chatted years ago kind of giving us like an intro anybody who hasn't caught that pod um obviously things are a lot different for bryce and i think are a lot different for you can you kind of give us an idea of who you are 
maybe just start us off with how you got started in the the putter world and the golf world and the golf space, whatever sure. it is up until maybe just a little synopsis up until now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been doing this since 2016 now. So I was a engineer first worked on uh worked for a military contracting company. So I wasn't military, but I, I worked for a company that supported military and um, designed like ship parts to survive nuclear blasts and did a lot of R and D stuff. So I got good at like um, programming and, and uh, breaking things and figuring out why they broke. And then um, I used to work out of Virginia a lot, but I'm over here in Oregon. So Southern Oregon and, uh, it just didn't make sense to keep traveling back and forth. So, um, I was black Friday of 2016. I was, uh, at this really nice high end furniture store and pictured a, a golf ball dropping on this really cool drum. And like, I mean, the idea of like making wood putters, um, first ideas were terrible. Like they were so bad. They were not going to work well, but I got the idea on black Friday on Saturday, built a website Sunday, built my initial designs Monday, figured out those designs weren't going to work. And then uh, Tuesday had them done Wednesday, um, like shafted them up. I went to a, a pawn shop and bought like old putters and cut off the heads and glued in shafts and stuff. And Thursday had them on the course. And then two months after that, I went to the first PGA show. So the 2017 PGA show and golf.com said it was one of the coolest products there, which was crazy. And then uh, since then it's been kind of a, you know, wood putters to the level I do them didn't exist really before me. And so um, it was kind of figuring out where do I fit in the space? Do I go mass market? Do I do, um, you know, $300 putters that are just basic wood because, you know, wood and uh, lead weight and stuff like it performs really well, but then quickly finding out that it's just impossible to prove it to people. Like when they roll it, they get it. But explaining that to someone, why don't I just buy a Scotty? Well, sure. Uh, so then pivoting from that and going to like the ultra high end where I'm doing artwork on putters, I'm doing like crazy bird scenes. I'm doing, um, you know, just finished one where a guy's got his like dogs hanging out in the front of his boat. And I engraved like that onto his putter. I've got that one over there. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a lot of figuring out where I am and then also figuring out life, you know, with, uh, my son, he ended up in, um, the hospital for a month with kidney failure. So had to drop everything and figure that out. Uh, COVID was crazy. I, um, I'm an engineer first. So the local hospital system needed help building out their supply chain locally because we couldn't get anything. So I helped them with that. So that was crazy. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of volunteer stuff too, because, you know, I'm a community guy. So, um, uh, trying to figure out where all that fits within. And then my wife's busy and three kids. And so, yeah, it's been, uh, seven years of figuring out, um, my lifestyle first and then fitting the business into that kind of. So that's, that's kind of how I got to where I am now and head back to the PGA show, going to reconnect with some old friends, but I'm still, you know, making 10 ish putters a month. Um, and they're just crazy special story putters. Did you have any woodworking background before you started doing this or no? Just uh, a little bit. Um, so I actually have like scars on my legs. My dad used to make these like really high end, uh, special boxes that he sold at like Christmas time just for extra cash for us. And, um, so I would like steal his exacto knives and stuff. And then I would like drop them on my legs and then go hide because I'm bleeding everywhere and I wasn't supposed to be playing with them. And anyways, um, so yeah, I, I'm whittling and stuff. I love small things, but like when it comes to building houses and stuff, I don't do that. I like the smaller, more intricate, the better. So yeah. And that's exactly what I do now is just small, intricate, fine details. So we, we say this all the time, but I'm going to link the page in the show notes below. So it's, it's one of those, like if you're a golfer and you're kind of looking to get buried in rabbit hole, I said this to you, Bradley, yeah, you just got we, yeah. we, we yeah. talked like, we talked like a couple months ago and I was like, man, we gotta, we gotta like, we gotta reconnect. And you said, yeah. And then 
time flies, you go through Christmas and stuff like that. And then I was just like the other day, I'm like deep in a rabbit hole of like, I don't know, four years, five years deep of looking at putters and stuff like that. So I would encourage you to do the same right now. Go down the show notes, give it a follow. If you haven't already, they're pretty, they're pretty incredible. But, um, when you, when you kind of started, I remember, you know, way back when we were talking about it, you were working on different things. You were starting to work in epoxies and stuff like that, the intricacies of different things. So where are you at with like your development? of the putters? Like, is there something new that you're starting to work on? Um, have you like really honed like the woodcraft working on it? Like a lot of them, pretty much all of them have some kind of epoxy on them in, in some sense. And you're, you're working in like a piece that somebody's maybe given you, like, I would love to go through like how that process works, but whereabouts mm-hmm. are you, whereabouts are you with, I guess the design of, of the putters right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the area that is most fun and I can be most creative is doing the artwork on the bottom. So, right. um, yeah, let me grab one of these real quick, actually. So, um, so when people want one of my putters, they, um, they want something special. They want a story. Uh, they want a showstopper that people are going to like ask questions about. And then when they look at it, it's, it's very art forward. Um, like you just notice the beauty of it, but then there's story uh, behind it. And so I had a guy who is from uh, like Long Island area and uh, used to love bird hunting, but then switch over to more just, you know, loves, loves birds just in general, um, has a, has his own company. So we wanted to incorporate that logo as like maybe the alignment line. Um, but on the bottom, he wanted to have a bunch of the birds from Long Island that he just, you know, he'd love to the chance. Like if, if someone sees this on the bottom of his putter, he could talk about birding and stuff and, you know, they can just connect on that, but it's also just a really cool artistic piece that he can uh, show off. So let me flip this camera around. There it is. All right. Uh, so this right here is a long Island scene where there's like a shack on it. It's got like a bunch of different, like all the birds, you got a great blue heron. You've got uh, like buffalo heads and stuff. Um, that is cormorant. so sweet, man. There's and so like the sunset has a ton of depth to it. I mean, you almost need a microscope to fully appreciate it. Uh, this isn't glossed yet, so it's still shine. It's, it's a little rough, but uh, it's got his logo on the top of it. But yeah, I mean that is about as like artsy as it gets. I mean, this is the rest of my shop there. Um, so yeah, I that's where I'm having the most fun. Like you can. What's crazy is like each um, each area I have to engrave out using my laser engraver, and then I fill each area like I use you know little vials with uh, UV resin that I had to figure out how to make this because like what I normally use they don't add color to it, and they told me that it wouldn't work, so I had to figure out how to make it work. And then um, down to like I have to use uh, diabetes needles to. Um, to like lay out the acrylic exactly right. So when you can see like how fine that tip is, even that is sometimes too large for what I'm working on. Um, so yeah, that, that's been crazy. And then I do a lot of like 3d printing and embedding stuff. So like right now I'm working on a putter where a guy wanted like lava, uh, like he wanted to look like it was flowing lava and then um, two, two, three bullets on top of it. And yeah. then a katana sword. And um so that's where like this one is currently like, I'm still, I'm working on weighting it up and figuring that out, but you got bullets, you've got lava, you've got a sword, like, and then, you know, I 3d printed the sword hand painted. Um, just 
ridiculous showstopper stuff. And then I'm, I'm working with the client like every step of the way. They are seeing the pictures. They're fully involved. They know exactly what it's looking like. Uh, so it's almost like they're doing it, but on their hands. So it's not, you know, put in money and you know, a couple months later out pops a putter. It's like they're following along every step of the way. Um, just, so yeah, that's just, been fun. Just to go back to the wood or the painting part of it. Um, you know how when they paint fill like normal putters, they can just slap it on and kind of wipe it off and it kind of sits in there. Does that work with the wood or will the wood soak it up? You have to be very precise, correct? Yeah. So it's stabilized wood first. And then um, depending on the wood, and sometimes I have to like lay a clear acrylic first and okay. then uh, that'll seep into it and then do the, the color. But then I have to get the, like I have, fluorescent lights in here that are you know straight lines and i use that to get the meniscus on top like just right like i can't have it be too concave too convex um and then have to sand it down because then we use a i use an automotive clear coat to gloss it so that it becomes nice and shiny and and pop so uh, like i've got one here that has the gloss on it and uh so this one is a got a cougar on it um so you can kind of see that's sweet glossy but yeah but yeah, so this has the that that gloss on it that just makes the wood absolutely pop. So that's what you're saying about those needles. Sometimes you need something very, very fine to get those minor, minor details, right? Or right. And then, you, yeah, um, and you have to get all that stuff right. Otherwise, it just looks like a blob. So mm-hmm. every different area, like the sunset, I'll engrave out a whole area for the sunset using my laser. And then I have to go in and I'll put eight different colors in there and then I have to swirl it to get it kind of a Van Gogh effect. Uh, but then, you know, sunsets, I usually like to swirl them, but then the water, I have to go like more horizontal lines to get, um, you know, it to look more like water. So, and then you want it to be like pop and bright enough so that like you can, you know, when you're showing it out in, in the world, it, it, you know, it pops and it's not just too subtle. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that took me all day, just, uh, even the grass, like I have to lay each color, um, like I, I, I cut out the whole area for the grass, but then I have to like lay a little, like a tiny little dot of green, cure it, then a tiny little dot of brown and cure that to add depth because otherwise it's just flat and, and boring. So, and it's gone really heavy into the art aspect of it um, as opposed to just, you know, I, there's very few putters that I do that are just wood and acrylic. It's mostly wood acrylic, embed something crazy and then do a, a crazy engraving on it. Uh, and that's the stuff that it's fun for me. Like it's always... There's very few times that I'm like, oh, I know exactly how I'm going to do that putter when I take the order. It's often like, I I know it's going to look sick once it's done, but I don't know how I'm going to do that yet. Yeah. So, like, art is all about, like, creation and self-creation and whatnot. Like, did you have a background? Bryce has a, a background. Like, did you have a woodworking background? Did you have any background in art at all? Uh, so, actually, like, kind of. Okay. Um, so, in engineering... I did a lot of finite element analysis for vibrational dynamics. So like I had to build models of things and then, um, and then, you know, you do the analysis on that model you've built in there. So like a lot of what I was doing isn't necessarily math. It's the art side of it where you take this shape. How can you model that as efficiently as possible, but still capture all the details of it. So like a lot of that skill for the computer transferred over and then yeah, I'm left-handed. So that part of my brain's just always kind of been there. Um, yes, I'm not a great artist, but I like painting. I like the other stuff. And then this has just kind of been born out of necessity. Like people just keep asking my favorite putters are the ones where someone's like, I don't know if this is possible, but could you, and then it's something crazy. And then I have to figure out, it's like, you know, in the past I said, yeah, I, I won't do faces, but now I 
yeah, I'd, I'd do a face because I know how to blend. I know how to uh, right. get the shading right, that kind of stuff. Like I'm feeling more comfortable with it. And then even looking back on, you know, I always like I'm always making the coolest putter possible, like so that the putter I'm making now is better than the putter I made a week ago. But then it means that, like I'll look at a putter I did you know, two years ago and be like, oh, man, I did it so much better now. But that's like every single putter is that much better. Like it's just always progressing, uh, which is fun. It just makes it like. Like there's some putters I'd love to get another stab at to you know try something again. Hey, there's episodes too, like way back that Bryce and I don't want to listen to either. I'm sure it's right? the same type of thing, <laughs> man. There's like an advancement in everything, right? But I guess yeah. Bradley, would you consider yourself like a creator? I guess there's got to be an aspect or an element to that oh, yeah. within you. That's like, like you said, each putter you're trying to develop further and further along and kind of challenge yourself, I guess. Right. So it's rewarding when you see how much the customer or the client likes it, but at the same time, like that's got to be refreshing for you to be able to constantly be creating something better than the last, right? You said you were doing around 10 ish a month. Was that about right? Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Um, depends on like some putters are just stupidly complex. You'll take me, I mean, I've got, you know, 10 to 20 putters in the works. Usually any one time, it's just how many can actually finish. Cause there's so many steps to everything and, and, you know, drying the wood initially could take right. you know, uh, a week to a month, depending on how wet it is. And then if I go too fast, it'll crack, which sometimes I want, cause I want to fill that. Um, uh, but then I have to, uh, stabilize the wood. That'll take a couple days, do the acrylic pour. That takes a couple days at the cure and everything. Um, and then, uh, doing all the artwork. A lot of times that just sits in noodles. Like there's a lot of times that I have to just like, let my brain figure out how I'm going to do it. And then I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Like that's how I'll do that. Yeah. And then it turns out amazing. Um, but it was, what's fun is like, because I'm working so closely with every client, it's not like I'm just pulling ideas out of thin air and just making stuff up. It's I'm getting to know people about a half hour phone call each time and either talking to the person I'm making it for, or very often I'm talking to the person that I am um, going to be, like uh, that's getting a putter as a gift. And so I'm getting to know like their, the relationship. And then I have to design a putter and come up with ideas that lead to stories that they want to be told. It's always um, this putter is going to ask, it's going to beg some questions on the course. People are going to see it by now. A lot of them will know it's a Bradley putter, uh, but they'll want to know what's the story behind it. And we start with that. What stories do you want to tell? And then collaboratively we come up with how do we beg those questions in a sick putter that is going to you know look so cool that someone can't help but ask about it so you um you like kind of get an idea from them on the phone like you'll go through a conversation get an idea um i remember you kind of explaining this process a little bit before gather the information like you just talked about and then you you kind of like select their block i guess that they want or whatever it may be do you like take a photo with that show them that piece and then do you like move oh, yeah. on to the next step from that. And, and as you go, they're, they're kind of along for the ride. Yeah. So I, uh, sorry, I my compressor, let me, uh, here. so, um, show you my wood room. So yeah, uh, I built the software. I use software called Trello, but every step of the way, um, I'm taking pictures. Like every putter has its own box with a QR code on it. Um, so I've got, you know, putters there, I've got putters there, and then I've got more putters in there. Uh, but I will, you know, take a piece of wood and take a picture, send it to them. Be like, do you like this wood? And they're like, yeah, it's great. Or no, I want darker, lighter, change it up. And then I'll pour the acrylic. Do you like that? Um, 
every step of the way they're getting pictures because there's just so many ways to skin a cat. Like it's, yeah. uh, it's, imp- I, it doesn't work well when I just make something and send it to somebody. Um, I want to give them the chance to, uh, you know, see it and provide input. Cause like, it's so much easier to just make a change on the fly. Um, right. like right now I'm working on a putter where it's going to be a flip this around. Um, so I am doing this, um, Porsche putter where the wood's going to be red can have white. And actually we, we might be switching out the blue to a black. Um, and then we're doing like, I'm, I'm working on this like coffee cup design and I'm sending pictures mm-hmm. back and forth to the client based on this. Um, but we might switch the, to be like that. So we might switch that uh, white to black and gotcha. just kind of see how that goes. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's real time happening. Like, you know, in the last, 20 minutes I was chatting with those brothers who were getting it for their dad and, um, and making changes to the plan that we had. So what I usually try to do is get like 90% of the way on the phone. But then I tell people it's so like, I can visualize what the putter is going to look like because I've made thousands of these, but the average person cannot. And so a lot of times they're like, Oh, can you do a rendering? Can you do this or that? It's like, not really, but I'll make it for you. And then if you don't like it, we'll tweak it. Um, so it's just, show them every step of the way. Do you like it? Yes or no. And then we proceed. And I guarantee that they love it. So like if they get it in hand and they're like, Oh, this is awesome, but it's too short and the grip's wrong. Like I got one right here where it was a gift for a guy, um, and loves it. It's, you know, sick putter, but it's two and a half inches too short for him. And he wants a fat. So grip on it. So fat. So grip comes in on Monday and I will lengthen this, put that grip on, send it out and done. So, um, you know, easy, easy enough, but I would much rather have someone send it back to me, make an easy fix. And then they use it, they game it, they tell their friends uh, you know, rather than just being a paperweight on their desk. Right now, obviously as a creator, you don't necessarily prefer the idea of somebody just saying, uh, this is kind of what I'm into. Like you go for it. You, you ever get that? You're more like, I don't want to say closed off, but it, it just leaves too much sounds like you maybe have too much imagination almost too, right? You might, you might do something that they might not be interested in or whatever it is. So that you're trying to keep them along for the the ride the whole way. Like it just seems to work out better. Well, so what I tell them is um, I am, because I've done this so many times, I'm really good at coming up with new ideas. Um, And people, humans in general are not like you're not good at coming up with a new idea, but everybody is really good at making bad ideas better. And so my job on the call is to throw out as many ideas as possible until they get excited about something. And then as I'm making it, because we're you know on the phone call, I'm building it in my brain, but a lot of people just can't do that. They're going to see some words and stuff, but it's, it's, they can get excited about it because I'm excited about it and we connect on it. But until they see it, they're not going to know whether they like it or not. So that's why I use that software where as soon as I take a picture, they didn't get a, uh, get a notification on their phone that I did something cool. They hop on, check it out. If they like it, we proceed. If they don't, then I can change it really quick right there. You know, if, if I go past that step and do some more glue, do some more epoxy, whatever, and then later they decide they want to change it, then I have undoing stuff is very costly and, and you know time consuming. Mm-hmm. But just changing it at the point of doing it, that's super easy. So I mean, if they change something after it's already built, it involves like sanding down, stripping paint, or starting over, right? Like it's yeah, it's huge pain in the butt. Yeah, it's kind of set in stone once paint and stuff's on wood. I assume, right? Just about literally, yeah. It's yeah. it's very set, and so again, like 
um, because I'm making people putters that have never existed before. Like these aren't just widgets sitting on a shelf. I will tell them like, even if I make it and you see it and you think you like it, but then you get it in hand, you're like, actually, I hate this. I will recreate, I'll make a new one for you. Like I just, I don't spend money on advertising. I just take really good care of my clients. So, I mean, that almost never happens. Like I can count on one hand the number of times that has happened in seven years, but I would rather do that for someone and maintain my, you know, straight five-star ratings than screw somebody over for, you know, to save a couple hundred bucks. Well, I think you've kind of set yourself up for that with keeping customers so involved and and showing them every step of the process. I think you're doing that the right way because that's how you prevent people from getting putters in their hand and not liking it. Essentially, Yeah. I mean, they, they'll have had every chance possible to see exactly what it's looking like. You know, sometimes they don't want to be like, they'll see pictures, but they don't want to be super involved. That's totally fine. Like a lot of people are very trusting of me because I've done this so much, but for people like, you know, the guy that's I'm working on this uh, bullet and uh, sword one, he might be, he's one of the top 10 pickiest customers ever, but that's totally fine because we're working on it together. I have, there's a lot of ways I could go with that. I have a lot of questions for him and he knows exactly what he wants. So it's, yeah. that's easier. I prefer that. than someone's like, ah, oh, yeah, just make me a sick putter. Like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not going to do that because you are like the few times I've done that, they come back like, oh, actually, could you make the wood a little bit darker? And you're like, yeah, yeah. bro. And you're yeah. already bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's just annoying. I'm definitely more that guy. However, I'm always like genuinely happy with the surprise of things. Like I've never, I, I feel like I've always been that type of person, and I'm always just like, wow, like I'm, I'm that guy. Where Bryce, Bryce, on the other hand, is the opposite. Bryce likes to be like heavily involved. Like Bryce likes to have his like input on all of those things too. So it sounds like he'd be a dream client. So Bryce also is still searching for the the putter that. uh, yeah. That works for his game I'll the best. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Bradley. I did want to ask you because last time we were talking, you were kind of like just working on that UV resin. So mm-hmm. this sounds like um, not really an analogy, but so when I remember my sister telling me about when she's getting like her fingernails done, they stick their hands under this light, and that essentially, light? yeah, it cures it cures it. Is it so? Is it somewhere around that same process? Very similar. Yeah. So yeah. so. Yeah, like I'm just thinking, so as you're talking about like you're using the needle to kind of paint, fill a spot, swirl, whatever you need to do to fill that part. And then would you have to, like, you're not just letting that dry. Like you have to cure that piece before you layer anything on top of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I cure that. So I'll get everything exactly how I want it. And as soon as it's perfect, I cure it, um, let it cure for 10 minutes or so, and then go to the next one. And the the trick is I have to line everything up perfectly in the laser. So i develop this little process where I can like drill a tiny little microscopic hole in a, a piece of domed black and clear acrylic. And then when I line my laser back up a little red laser, I can see exactly where I'm at. Um, because you know, doing that bird one took a dozen different engravings where everything had to be lined up exactly perfect, where right. I would just put it back in the laser and press run again just when it goes back home, it gets off enough that the entire thing would have been messed up. Mm-hmm. So I've got to do that. So it's literally down to like sub millimeter precision. Yeah. Um, and you're realigning every 12 times that you have to go in for a separate engraving after you've painted the previous one, correct? Yep. Yeah. Every single time it's got to be realigned and then wow. I had to develop like how to get it to register the exact, like you know, every time you do an engraving, things can move around on your computer itself. So like how to, the processes that I have to get exactly right between printing certain things and having the outlines exactly right so that it does the right stuff in the right spot. And then there's times where I'll mess something up 
and it'll kick off a little bit that you're just like, shoot me. It's so yeah. annoying. But uh, yeah, most of the time I do it right. But there's just so many different things that have to go exactly right that uh, it, it happens where I have to like just start over sometimes after spending a ton of time on an engraving. Is that, that's got to be the hardest point of the build, like that design? Yeah. Um, well, depending yeah, on how that, it is, right? Yeah. Like yeah if, if, if we're talking, yeah. If we're kit. talking about that one that you just showed us, though, like having to, like, that's got, like, that's a, a piece of art in itself. Like, that's a painting on the bottom of a putter, right? Yeah. That's, that's like a, all the wood and stuff like that would be extremely difficult to fill all of it. But I feel like that would, that could take days. That could take weeks. Like, it would, yeah, it does. Um, just depending <laughs> yeah. on like, and then all the different steps of, you know, whether I like, sometimes I'll use AI just to build a background and then, um, and then I have to find different pieces I want that I'll put on top and then I have to trace certain things and move stuff around. And, you know, I've got all sorts of art set up to do it all. And then I have to figure out the process, like all the way through before I even start to make sure that, um, you know, I, I got, got to engrave like back to front to give it the right depth. And then I've got to engrave like big to small. And, uh, and then I have to make sure that like I can engrave multiple colors at the same time, as long as they're not touching. Um, so yeah, there, there's a ton of things that have to go right. And, you know, it's not like, as long as I don't mess something up, like I can always engrave again. Um, just like, Oh, that messed up that detail. I'll go back and engrave that later. So a lot of it's just, there's ways to be more efficient that I think of every time. Like I've got, Based on that bird one, I've got new ideas for how I'm going to do the next one. Um, but it's it's just it's created a toolkit for me to do just about anything. Like whatever, you know, someone got a, I've done putters for people that have gotten hole in ones on like seven different holes. So I took all those different holes, like I found them on satellite. Two of them were for course that didn't even exist anymore. So I had to go back in history on Google Maps to find it and then took the outlines of those. And then once I had the outlines of all those different holes, I had to figure out a seven layout course that made sense with water in the right places that had the right layout uh, that matched like that. Th yeah. That fit. Uh, so that one took weeks of just noodling. And, you know, it's not like I'm not, I'm not sitting there eight hours a day for weeks. It's try this. As soon as I run into a roadblock, nah, I got to try something else. Then I work on some other project until I feel excited enough to go back to that pain project. And, uh, but yeah, then it's, once it's done, it's just like, that's, freaking awesome and it's just very excited about how it turns out but yeah, that's incredible I, I built head, up that skill set my head hurts just thinking about i, I love it. that you just described like laying out or building a par three pretty much nine uh, seven hole par three golf course on a putter that's pretty all odd. for a putter <laughs> yeah odd, yeah like it was only seven holes but seven but like hole, it literally, par it three golf course on a putter out yeah the right layout yeah, for me. Yeah. yeah and you only have uh, so much room on the bottom of a putter head you know it's, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, I mean, it is about I've got like on these ones that I do, it's about three inch by three inch. So, I mean, that crazy scene is like not even close. Like it's half as big as my head. Yeah. But if you pull out a microscope, like the birds all have feathers and stuff like it's um, that's wild. It's incredible. It's detailed. So, Bradley, when I uh, give you a call, when we're kind of building the putter, what's the obviously it's going to be different depending on what type and intricacies and stuff that you need to do the design, but what would be about the rough turnaround that somebody would be looking at? Um, depend. Yeah. It depends on a lot of stuff. Safe is like two months ish. Right. Um, yeah, there's always something happening. Like, you know, it, the crazy complex ones can be up to like 
six. Um, if someone says I want something as crazy as possible and I don't care how long it takes, then I'll noodle for a while. I'll try something. If that doesn't work, I'll noodle again. Uh, those ones turn out insane. But like, I mean, this one here, um, he wasn't the bullet and sword one. He wasn't in a huge rush for it. So this one is about three months old, I think right now. Um, but then other ones, people need something, you know, they've got, Hey, I've got a birthday coming up at the end of the month. Can you make it happen? And if I don't have trips planned, then I can bust funds and do it. Like that's okay. the nice thing about only working on about a dozen putters at a time, um, mm-hmm. is most people aren't in a huge rush for it. They just want something really special. They're willing to wait for it and, uh, gives me time to make someone sick. Yeah. You Bryce, found it. Bryce, that's the look one. Look at this one. This is wild. On. This is wild. That's so cool, Bradley. That's really cool, man. That you can make that. We're like a big, I don't know. We love talking hole in ones. I got one a little yep. while ago. Bryce's got one. We've only nice. got one each, but, um, oh, I got one more than me. Like tw- I got one. When I was like 12, but we've talked about a couple and they've kind of come into existence with people where they've like, we had people message us like the next week and be like, we were talking about a hole in one last week and we got one like just today or whatever nice. it is. So hole in ones are something special, man. And be able to put that on the bottom of a putter, uh, definitely signifies that. But, Imagine he makes another one and comes back to you and it's like, right. can we, can we yeah, we'll put it on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can stand on the side of it and put it on the side or something like that. That's not a bad right. idea, but, um, you're not working with metal anymore. No, uh, I did. So I had a guy, um, who wanted to be like a partner at one point and wanted to like make a giant golf business and, um, make it something that just the company wasn't. And so right. he wanted to do metal. He wanted to do this other stuff. And, you know, I'm an engineer making a metal putter wasn't hard. Um, but I don't have like a CNC shop. So I had to, uh, farm that out, you know, still made in the U S but I had like, I had a guy on the East coast doing it. And then I had a guy here, um, in Southern Oregon doing it. And it ultimately came down to, I can't be nearly as custom. Like, and when I say custom, like I mean something different than what most people mean when they say a custom putter, like you can't buy one of my custom putters off the shelf. Like it's not, it doesn't have your story in it. Like, you know, people literally put like their parents ashes sometimes in my putters. Like you can't buy that off the shelf. Whereas, Oh yeah, it's a, it's a custom Scotty Cameron. Like, Oh, do you work with Scotty on that? No, but it's a custom Scotty. Like, well, that's not really custom, but uh, if that works for you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's different. I mean, yeah. Um, I think most people it, like looking at your page and that are interested understand the difference. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're here for a reason, right? Like we're, we're here to look at, you know, obviously if you like wood or if you're looking for like a custom putter, that's how we found you. Like I, I think mm-hmm. anyway, right? Like it's, yeah, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't be, I don't know. It kind of wouldn't be the same if you were. I also think people realize it's like, <clears throat> you almost can't achieve that amount of art on a, metal putter right now like, yeah, i think it's it, almost impossible with yeah. waiting and stuff i don't, I don't yeah know it just it doesn't it, it lacks the warmth like the wood yeah. the natural aspect of it is just it's warmer um yeah i mean i i've built a canvas that i can do some crazy stuff with that just doesn't make sense on metal and you know what's cool about mine is you take the coolest uh, lamb putter you take the coolest scotty pretty much any metal putter out there and the average person playing with you will not ask about it. They will not. You could be playing a circle T. You could be playing anything. Yeah. And if it's a metal no, putter, have no idea. They don't, they won't ask. No idea. You pull out the most basic one of my putters, and they're like, oh, "That's different." Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. So it's you know people looking for my putters are not usually like, "Oh, I just want a wood putter because it performs better." It's like, yeah, 
mine do like people shoot under par with mine all the time. They're great putters, but they're not people coming to me. Usually aren't seeking the performance. They're usually surprised by the performance and they're not like seeking. Oh, I just want like a wood putter. It's like, I want a special gift. I want something that's already like artsy. I want something that is going to be a showstopper. I want something that, you know, what do I give to the CEO of Intel? What do I give to Ben Baller as a gift? Like that's going to make him actually pay attention to it. That's when people reach out to me and we create a story and we make something that is a like actual showstopper. Look at this. It's a slice of pizza, Bryce. Yeah. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I've already well, read it's it. got I've it's got Legos it on the front. Count, so so like the the face of it has Lego piece, like it looks like Legos because the guy originally wanted like a Lego design for the whole thing, but it just wasn't gonna work well. Like I tried it and we didn't like it. Um but yeah, he owns a pizza shop and he wanted a pizza putter. Like, like yeah, let's make you a pizza putter. It was uh that was and I had to like 3D print the molds for the um all the different veggies and stuff on there and the pepperoni, like I 3d printed molds. And then I used my UV resin and like layered up to make the pepperoni, like look like pepperoni. Um, that was nuts. That was I, fun. I feel like I remember you going through the story with that. That was a couple of years ago now, but Bryce, mm-hmm. can you do a cheesecake piece of cheesecake? We got to get you a piece of cheesecake on there, Bryce. It's Bryce is like, the guy keeps That's the cheesecake hilarious. factory in Detroit, Michigan. You know, he keeps it or wherever you are. He keeps it uh, in business, this guy. So we got to yeah, get you a piece like of cheesecake, cheesecake man. Too. That's, That's sweet. Stuff. I have done donuts. I've done, I've done a lot of food ones. Um, the donut ones are fun. I've done like round donut holes. I've done like a donut with a bite out of it. I've done a donut box where it's a bunch of miniature donuts in there. So like, like a dozen yeah. where it's like, you've got maple bars and round ones and like, you know, hand painted, just like, you know, a centimeter across, but it's a round donut. Um, yeah. It's like, every time I post something to like, Oh, could you do like, now that I've seen donuts, could you do this? And yeah. it's always leads to Everyone some builds other on other ideas, thing. right? Yeah. Well, yep. and that's kind of the, the cool thing about like looking at art. Like when you're looking at art, you're like generally inspired to, you know, your brain would work to kind of try and develop something or have a thought process to create something for yeah, yourself well, or, or whatever. Yeah. Well, everyone's different, right? They're like, Oh, that looks great, but yeah. I would do this. Or yeah. I would do right. That. Uh, well, yeah, um, people like very rarely, like people <clears throat> will post on my Instagram, like, Oh, I hate the way that one looks. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's like, rare but when it happens like cool like it's not yours like, yeah exactly the person that got yeah. it loves it and wants it and i can make yeah. one that you would think is look sick because i can make literally anything yeah. um but yeah i'm, I'm it, there's too many possibilities for me to like you know make oh this is a a certain line of putters like you can just go on website and buy that one like there's too many possibilities and i have too much fun building like solving the problem of building a specific one for a specific person that like having stock that someone might like just doesn't make sense. It doesn't work for how yeah. unique these can be. Yeah. Any, uh, any problems, Bradley, you feel like you haven't been able to solve or something you've kind of like run into. That's just, it's still been keeping you up at night. Um, just business side of stuff like the, yeah. the putters and the art. It's that that's the fun, easy stuff. It's the, the challenge of like, you know, fitting life in with business and being like, I don't want to be too busy and I don't want to be uh, not busy enough. And so it's always that mix of like, um, how much do I get out there and show my stuff off, but then get too busy to be able to coach my kids' soccer teams. Like that's honestly the hardest part about running a small business is it's, you know, on one hand, like, like in the early days, it was way more than a nine to five. Like I would work, you know, 20 hour days, but that wasn't good for the family. And so now it's between volunteering and between like, it's, it's finding that balance. It's more of like a 
20 to 30 hour a week job that then I'm, you know, can pick up kids from school and uh, can help with stuff in the mornings and help my wife out with her things and then volunteer it. I'm the chairman of the board for the local YMCA. I'm on a couple of government committees. Like there's life outside of business. And so that's the biggest challenge is, you know, I've got an eight year old, a six year old and a two year old. And I don't want to get to their weddings and be like, wait, who are you? Like, that's not fun. So I mean, this is honestly the latest I've stayed at work. I mean, I've got to do some stuff for PGA shows. So that's kind of why, but like, this is the latest I've stayed at work in a long time. Like even Christmas, I shut off orders before December just because I'd rather, you know, rather than cut it in a fat hog, I'd rather finish up on time and have time to go caroling with my family. You know, yeah. that, that's the stuff that I'm going to remember. That's stuff that's going to matter uh, in the long run. Well, and I think too, like that's, I don't know, something they'll appreciate about it too. Like, obviously they're going to be able to, you know, one day say like, my dad's a guy behind Bradley putters, which is pretty insane. Right. I've, I've had a, I was lucky enough to, I'm not sure if you've met Tyler Lowy or spoke with Tyler Lowy at all uh, from Lowy. So, So, um, you know, these two, like I genuinely believe you two might be the most, the two most like talented individuals in the putter space. Like it's like Bryce, we've been lucky enough to talk to, like, I genuinely mean that he's, He's hand milling yeah. putters. It's, it's insane. Yeah. I saw that podcast. I thought that was the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and like you're creating like wooden art masterpieces, like you're, you're kind of, he's doing, it's a different scale, but it's on the metal side sure. and, and, you know, putting dozens and dozens of hours into one piece for somebody and creating something that is like unbelievable. Right. So having your kids be able to like grow up and be able to go through these pages, go through all these things. And then they're going to be out on a golf course, man. And they're going to, see somebody and they're going to be rolling one of their dad's putters, which is going to be pretty cool. That's got to be a pretty cool experience. Have you run into that yet, Bradley? Have you run into like somebody who you didn't know maybe has purchased a putter from you and you've seen them out on the course or something or out in public somewhere? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Often. Um, yeah. I mean, first time it happened, I think, well, yeah, walking on the PGA show is always fun because people just recognize me and stop me. So that's always fun. Um, and then <clears throat> headed back from the PGA show one time, I like was stopped randomly in the airport. Like, right. Like, that was weird. And then, yeah, most golf courses I go to, someone will recognize me uh, or they'll like see on my Instagram story and want to meet up. And then, um, yeah, I've been, uh, I was at Bandon Dunes once and guy saw I was there. He's like, Hey, I've got one of your putters here. I'm with my dad that you made the putter for him. Can we meet up on the 18th and like get a picture? So that's that great. stuff's always cool. Like I've told my wife, like I'm, the exact right amount of famous, like I'm well known in town just cause I'm born and raised here. So people know me, but like, so, you know, I have no anonymity here. Like I can't go do something stupid. Like someone's going to know me or my dad or whatever. Um, but I can go anywhere else in the world. And if I'm not near a golf course, no one knows who I am or cares. But if I want to like go to, if I go to a golf course, either someone in the pro shop or someone on the course knows me or follows me. Um, and then I know all like the B level golf celebrities. So like, you know, not the pros, but like, all the YouTube people, all the um, Instagram people, like they're friends of mine, which is cool. So it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't want to be any more famous than this. <laughs> like do, you know, a couple podcasts here and there. And um, you know, I've got Rick Shields phone number. There we that's, go. That's, that's about cool. all I need. That's cool, man. <laughs> Bradley, we really appreciate you taking the time, man. I know you're at the shop late, later than you've been later than you normally are. So I appreciate you making time for us, man. This is great. My pleasure. Um, before we let you go, what, what number are we at? Do you keep track? Do you know what number you're at for putters? Uh, yeah, I've got like the spreadsheet. It's so like, I made a lot of like stock putters early on, mm-hmm. uh, made a lot of like demo putters, a lot of test putters. So it's not like they're all, you know, the high dollar crazy ones, but I think I'm over 2000. Um, wow. So 
yeah. in seven years. But now, That's... yeah, but now I'm down. And that was, you know, I had employees like cranking putters and stuff. And yeah, now the number I like is about 10 a month, like ish. Right. Um, that's, that's a good number. Like, I don't want to do more than that. Don't want to do less than that. Cranking about 10 a month is, and so, yeah, it's, it's not, I'm not going to get to 3000 anytime soon doing this. It's, but right. I figured all my problems out. I figured out what works and what I like to do. And, uh, so yeah, now it's just kind of settling into that. Can we, uh, can we touch on a rough cost? I know there's going to be so many different things that go into two grand ish. Yeah. So that yeah, just give two grand like an idea. plus or minus 500 ish. Um, yeah, I mean, my putters are like, if you're a baller on a budget, there's putters out there for you, but there, um, if you want something really special that, uh, is kind of, you know, I people that collect mine, but most people it's, you know, that once in a lifetime purchase, like yeah. hey, my dad's turning yeah. 70, you want to get him something crazy. Hey, uh, this person's retiring. They've been working for you know 30 years at this one place. Want to get them something special. Um, you know, anniversary present for husband, wife, whatever. Uh, this isn't just like, oh yeah, I think I want a new putter. Uh, I guess I got a Bradley. It's like, no, this is something special. Like, don't just get one for getting one. Like, let's do something epic. Well, and I think too, like Bryce and I both picked up on that throughout the chat. Like, you want that as well. Like, you want that story. You want to be able to yeah. build that story for somebody too. That's kind of what what kind of keeps you going for 2000, 3000, wherever we're at. Right. It's that's Bradley. That's incredible, man. Do you still have the sim in the shop? I do. I've got a guy. It's one of my buddies. Um, you know, I've built a sweet man cave and it's epic. Uh, he liked it so much. But he's also a real private dude. He's like, Hey, can I just rent that whole space out and just like have it be for myself? I'm like, sure. Cover my rent and it's yours. So <laughs> it's still there. I've got it, but yeah, he covers my rent and he gets to, you know, sole access to, do whatever he wants back there. So I can still hop on the sim every now and then, but I'm busy making putters or with family or out golfing at the course anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's still there, but, uh, it's private now. So works, uh, works for me. That's great, man. Um, all right. So this face here, if you're watching over on YouTube, if you see him at the PGA show, go talk to him, man. You're like, do it, man. You're one of the most interesting guys in golf. I love this. It's such a good chat. <laughs> I, I don't know this. about that. I, I, uh, yeah, I have a lot of fun, made a lot of cool things, made, met some cool people. And, um, I like people. So that was my, my old job. I only worked with government drones and that wasn't fun. And so now I, uh, I meet really cool people with really interesting stories. Um, I get to do half hour phone calls with them, but when I get to meet people in person, that's where it's really fun. So I'm excited for that. I'm going to be carrying my bag. I'll have like half dozen putters or so just walking around the show, like not doing a booth, not doing any of that. Um, I might like hang out at a couple booths, but for the most part, I'll just be, walking around and people want to stop me and see one, they can do that. That's awesome, Thanks. man. Um, we're going to link everything down in the show notes below as usual. Go check out the page, give yourself half an hour or so. Cause you're going to, you're, you're going to yeah. be deep into it. There's a lot of them too. Yeah. And if you have any There's questions, yeah, yeah, they're definitely, you can scroll for a while. It's always impressive. Like going back through, like someone's like, Oh, that one red putter. I'm like, Oh shoot. Like give me a date. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, I, I used to post a ton. Now I'm posting like, you know, couple times a month try and post a little bit more but uh yeah there, there's a lot on there you can yeah you almost need like a timestamp to go with these but bradley this was great man hopefully bryce and i can make it's it back to that pga show sometime in the near We'd future love to see you there. yeah come come and say hello to you man because uh i mean man you like uh, you know no knock on any of the other putter builders we love them we love everybody sure. we chat with but man yourself and tyler lowe you, you guys got to be the two most talented individuals in the sport man this is it's cool, man. We're lucky to be able to Thanks, chat man. with you guys. It's an honor, man. Really cool putters. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hopefully we can uh, 
Hopefully we can catch up and do it again sometime. We won't keep you so late. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're good. Congrats on 170 and uh, here's to 170 more. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Is out in my ball and of course I tee up. I lose the ball and I re up. I miss the fairway. I probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach. And I'm on a par five and I'm finna go reach it. Second was blind. I see it. Feel like it might be an average. I was working scenario.